Well, it's 2 o'clock, so you know what time it is. It's time for What's Right with Sam and Ash here on News Talk AM 840 KXNT on this day, uh, Friday. Wow, big news coming from Wisconsin in Kenosha. Verdict came down uh, just a few hours ago in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. And uh, not guilty on all counts. Now, you guys know we've been following this, Ash and I faithfully with us here in studio today is none other than our friend and colleague alan stock alan glad you yes. could make it no i appreciate the invitation and uh after i got invited i wouldn't miss it for anything what a day now it's it's funny because you and i just spoke about this earlier today that's right and and you know it's funny because we we're we we're going back and forth about the, I, I, you know, you were asking me about why the the judge didn't throw or throw the case out, why he didn't, uh, you know, do a directed verdict, why he didn't, um, you know, declare a mistrial, and and you know, and I told you earlier that I think he's expecting the jury to come back with a not guilty on all, you know, and and do the proper thing and dispose of this case with the finality that it deserves. And here we are a few hours later, and exactly that occurred. Right, actually, and and you did uh, predict the I, I asked you about the idea about uh, when a jury is out for a longer period of time, what might this indicate in terms of the guilt or innocence of the defendant? And you even said that if it comes back pretty quick, it's uh, not going to be in favor of the defendant. The longer they're out, the more probably it's going to be in favor of the defendant. In this case, it certainly was with not guilty verdicts uh, and all the charges and um you know, I watched the reaction for Kyle Rittenhouse when it came down, and I watched him go to pieces on the stand also. And I, 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 I don't know why my view is so 180 from so many people out there like MSNBC uh, who are, t as of this afternoon, are well, referring to Joseph Rosenbaum and Anthony Huber as victims when the judges cleared the purpose of the trial was to determine whether or not they were victims or perpetrators. Alan, I get it. I know why you're different than everyone else is because you care about facts, not feelings. That's what this case really came down to is facts over feelings and political agenda. Since this, since the acts took place in August of 2020, all we've been hearing is political agenda, white supremacist kills uh, peaceful protesters. He went out there looking for trouble, and now here we are. We've been in a three-week trial, and we've been actually uncovering the reality of those circumstances, the facts of who were shot that day, who, who those people were, what actions they took leading up to the shots being fired, and... Those facts are exactly how we got to this jury's verdict of an acquittal. It's, it's actually phenomenal that there are so many people out there that see it a different way. Can I tell you how um, dangerous I think we're in in terms of society right now? Colin Kaepernick tweeted this. I'm doing this for a reason. He tweeted, we just witnessed a system built on white supremacy validate the terroristic acts of a white supremacist. 
uh, Mia Farrow. So anyone can come to a protest, just march down the middle of the street with a massive gun and kill people. Now, this is the narrative that they're trying to put out uh, to people instead of, you know, like as Biden said, abiding by a jury's decision. I am absolutely I'm I'm blown out. By, I'm pissed off, but I'm really blown out by this whole thing, too. And, you know, for a, for a lot of us that are on social media, you know, you're, you'll even be seeing, you know, friends and neighbors who are expressing these types of opinions at the very least surprise about this verdict. And, and, and it's, to me, it's just so shocking. It's such a disconnect from the reality of the evidence at trial. So here, and, and, and this for me, I, again, I'm a lawyer, Ashley's a lawyer. This is, we look at this as attorneys evaluating the law and evaluating the facts. And, you know, this is not a case based on circumstantial evidence. This is a case with video and, and multiple angles and photographs and witnesses. Witnesses. And, and the, the, you know, we'll start with the witnesses. I mean, the witnesses were gosh awful. Well, and the, the one witness was Grosskreutz, who was shot himself, and he, he basically said, I was shot because I marched toward Kyle Rittenhouse holding a gun toward him. He didn't say that it was because of that, but he said, yeah, I was holding a gun, and you know, and I was, I was advancing on him you know, because I thought he was an active shooter, and I got shot. But this is you – know, you can't call Kyle Rittenhouse – it's one of the great fallacies and misinformation of this case, Alan. You can't call – Kyle Rittenhouse, an active shooter. An active shooter goes through a shopping center indiscriminately killing people. That is not what this was. He did you know not what? indiscriminately kill people. He only shot at people that were coming at him and were armed and were intending to interfere with his person, which, by the way, is the legal standard in Wisconsin for self-defense. And you know what you, you, you said that you know there were witnesses and people got on the stand and all that – uh, testimony and everything else. What there is also in this case and has been from the very beginning are videos from multiple perspectives that show this thing frame by frame by frame by frame. And you can see that uh, this, uh, uh, the last guy, uh, Chris House, what was the guy's name? Chris Chris Chris. Yeah. yeah, that he's pointing a gun at him. He's pointing a gun at it. You can see this. You can see the other people kicking him in the head and grabbing for his gun and doing all the things that the defense talked about. It's not me saying it or even you, you lawyers. It's not you. It's it's people look open your eyes, look at the video yourself from all the perspectives and then tell me if he's really a white supremacist uh that as uh, Ellen Barkin has tweeted, we are now openly in an openly authoritarian state what an openly authoritarian state where the hell do you get this stuff i know alan and one of the things that we as a society need to realize that one there are situations where someone dies or is killed and it's lawful it's okay and here that's what we're looking at we're looking at some people that were killed because kyle rittenhouse was invoking his right to self-defense and look i'm one of the first people to say that kyle rittenhouse being there walking the streets of kenosha with an ar-15 was it maybe the smartest life choice that kid could have made 
absolutely not. It was not a life, a great life choice, but it doesn't remove his right to self-defense if things get out of control. And I see everything on Twitter and it's a dichotomy of people can't separate those two things. He, he maybe shouldn't have been there. Okay. You can disagree with that, but just because he was there doesn't mean people get to have a free for all at him and put his life in harm's way and removes his right to self-defense. That's not how our laws work. I want to agree with you, by the way. Uh, first of all, he was a 17-year-old kid, and I know the narrative, which I happen to uh, adhere to, is the fact that the law enforcement was not doing its job, and they were not because they, in fact, were told to stand down. So I'm not blaming the individual cops, but I am blaming the governor and all the people at the top who said, stand down, don't do this, don't do that. But So the cops were not doing their job because they were told not to. So that was one problem. The other problem was, I think that a 17-year-old kid probably should not have been out there. I'm not saying he should have been out there, but he was out there and everything that he did in terms of carrying the, the gun that was legal, uh, he did not take it across state lines. That's BS. Uh, he, it was there in Wisconsin yeah. uh, and, and uh, he was allowed to carry it and all of this stuff. And yet again, they're trying to say that he was the, um, uh, he was the perpetrator, that he was the one who, 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 who actually uh, was the guy that, that created all this, the problem. And I, you know, as, it, it's so much BS. I'd like to say more. I really would, because I'm so ticked off about this whole thing. Well, well, I hope you will say more and stick with us through the break and come back for the second segment, because I want to ask you where you think this heads next and whether you think uh, Kyle Rittenhouse brings forward civil cases against these media companies, because I think you might have a beef with all the mainstream media that got us to this point of disillusionment. And so I wonder if he's going to bring some civil cases. Can you hang through? Yep, I can. Thank you. All right. Perfect. Misinformation, not just disillusionment. What? Misinformation. All, all right. right. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to What's Right Show with Sam and Ash and our friend Alan Stock here on, where are we? KXNT AMA 40. <laughs> and Friday. And Friday. We can't qualify you for the HOV lanes, but we will keep you company all day long with breaking news and the best in talk. Plus, uh, we won't eat in the passenger seat. News Talk 840 KXNT. All right, the What's Right Show with Sam and Ash, News Talk AM 40 KXNT, talking about the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict today. Normally, Fridays, we would do a fun show about food. With John Curtis at Eating LV, and we'd get all of his great recommendations, and instead, we've got to talk about facts and the law. And that's okay, because today requires, I think, this— It's what's this, right, Sam. The solemn duty. Uh, verdict came down today, Ashley, and uh, we were we were all watching it here at the office. Uh, it went out on our internal chat system the minute that the news broke that the jury was uh, going to be called in. Everybody watched it. Frankly, you know, we've been watching it here. Uh, you know, as it's been progressing, looking at the testimony, looking at the evidence, we're attorneys, so we we're rooting for a not guilty verdict because that was the correct verdict mm-hmm. to come out, and now. Everybody's up and not everybody, but a lot of people, especially on the left, and especially people who are uninformed who didn't watch the trial, didn't understand the evidence, and took the media summation of it, the uh, kind of the 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 Cliff's notes, the the twisted Cliff's notes version of this, and and believe what they heard, now are screaming that this is a gross injustice, which of course it is not. 
uh, with us today, Alan Stock in studio, uh, our good friend. Uh, and Alan, I we're grateful that you can be here with us today. No, thank you. I appreciate it very much. I, I think a lot of people on the left and, and Hollywood and some of those folks are also being led by their um, astute leader, um, Brandon, uh, Joe Biden, and um, that because uh, he came out and said that the verdict, and I quote, will leave many Americans feeling angry and concerned, myself included, end of quote. So obviously he didn't pay attention to it. Saki didn't clue him in on what was going on the whole time. And so he just came out and it was his assumption that, you know, that, that Rydnas was guilty and that's why he's ticked off about it also. You know, one thing you brought up before the break was about the media. And I, I charge the media with the, the problems that are going on all the way from George Floyd because they turned around and they played that thing up like he was a, a Martin Luther King Jr. And he was not. Um, he was a punk hood. And, uh, and that's the way it was. But they played it up like he, was a, uh, like he was a martyred hero. And they've been doing that ever since Floyd. And I, I hate to say this, but I'm, I'm going to say this. And I hope I'm wrong. I think you're going to see problems in Kenosha tonight. And I hope I, you know, Monday, I, I have egg in my face. People say, well, you were wrong. I certainly hope so. But I think there's going to be trouble there because I think that they feel justified in expressing themselves in such a violent way. And they've been given permission and license by politicians and by the media figures that are, that are frankly whipping this frenzy up. Um, I, I know – and I, t I tell you, it's very easy and appropriate, in fact, to go after the media. I, I have a giant bone to pick with, of course, the district attorney and the prosecutors mm -hmm. here on this case. The district attorney from, from the, from the get-go here should never have filed these charges. Remember, Alan, the evidence that we're seeing in court that we saw the last two and a half weeks, none of this evidence w is, is a surprise to the prosecution. The prosecutors were not suddenly confronted with video evidence by the defense. They were reviewing their own evidence, their own you know, trove of, 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 of primary source documents, video media that they had that they were privy to from the very beginning. And, and so what, you know, one thing that this is fascinating, that the district attorney here, Mike Gravely, uh, he's he's the man who decided to file these charges. He's a Democrat. He's a political hack, uh, and he he did he did two things that I think are extremely cowardly, that are extremely just chicken crap. Okay, and the first thing is that he decided he passed the buck to the jury, gave them the responsibility to do the right thing for Kyle Rittenhouse. He was in – he felt that he was in political hot water having to do something in the wake of the Kenosha riots. It, you know, there was a, a young man that had been shot by the police, Jacob Blake, I believe was his name. Um, he was paralyzed. By the way, that ruling was ruled uh, 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 permissible and appropriate, I, I guess. you know, the, well, so, No prosecutors yeah, brought charges, yeah, they didn't federal break, or state, against the officers. He had a there was knife. nothing there. I know. I know. Yeah, he had, there was he nothing had a, there. He had, he had a weapon, and they told him to drop it, and he did lunge at them, and they shot him. And, of course, uh, Al Sharpen's on TV today going, he was shot multiple times in the back, and that's the way they want to portray it. 
Um, by, by the way, Ashley was asking about the fact about whether or not they were you were going to um, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was going to be able to file you know any kind of um, uh, not charges but um, civil if you would file any lawsuits for monetary damages right. or any like defamation and, against these media companies based on the way they reported the facts of this case. And I mean, and, I've got my take. What is yours? MSNBC was saying today, and I purposely listened to them. I wanted to hear what they had to say. Um, and they were, because they've been kicked out of the trial anyway, uh, they were saying that, um, that in fact, the, the, the families of the deceased and the guy who remained, they should be suing Rittenhouse. They should, that's what they were, I, they were saying that today. They were also blaming the judge saying it wasn't the jury. It wasn't the, def- it was, it was the judge was the bad guy. And then they were expressing complete horror. I mean, horror that that uh, Rittenhouse picked out the numbers from that little uh, the little ball that he had, you know, of the jurors yeah. that would not be there. The little and, lottery thing, and yeah. they And they were saying, we can't believe that he did this in no. front of the jury. How could, he do, how could they do that? And it turns out the judge has done this with other, you know, yep. uh, other times in the past. This is not new, and it's no big deal. And, and three of the five names, it turns out, that he picked of uh, the, uh, the jurors were three of the, uh, the jurors who were the most favorable toward Rittenhouse. Hello? Yeah, the whole the whole procedure of him picking the numbers out of the little basket. All that matters is that the alternates were selected entirely at random, which they were. Correct. It didn't matter if it was a court clerk, the judge himself, or anyone else that picked them. the The procedure was at random, and no one has really balked at that process. Other than it's yes, it's a little quirky and unique. Move that aside. Um, do I think the families have a case against Rittenhouse? Of course, everyone's thinking back to O.J. Simpson, you know, he was... That's exactly the, the, what they were saying, yep. yes. He's the professional football player, millions and millions of dollars, who is found not guilty uh, for the criminal charges of those murders of Ron Goldman and Nicole, and Nicole Simpson, Brown Simpson. Okay, different. One, Kyle Rittenhouse, 17-year-old kid, no money or assets to pursue. So, sure, go get a judgment against him if you could, and you're not going to get any money out of it. Two... The evidence here is very different than the evidence that was available in the O.J. Simpson case. Remember, the O.J. Simpson case, there was no video. There was no witnesses. All we had was Cato Kalin, who was a, a roommate in the living in the guest house who maybe heard something. The, here we have actual video evidence, a direct witness testimony of what happened. And so you, even if the burden of proof is lower, it's not going to help. It's not going to change anything in this case. MSNBC was saying something about as all you need, and to, speaking to your point, Ashley, all you need is a preponderance of evidence uh, in, in, in a definite, you know, this kind of a, of a trial as opposed to a criminal trial. That was their exact word. These, mm-hmm. Now, what does this mean when they say that? I mean, as opposed to, you know, absolute guilt or innocence. Well, well, wait a minute. Let's back up because we're getting it a little bit muddled here. So there are two potential civil actions uh, kind of speaking in broad strokes here, right? There are civil actions against Kyle Rittenhouse right. for wrongful death and or for in- uh, for infliction of injuries, uh, for example, by uh, – what is his name? Grosskreutz, right? So he he was not one of the uh, victims or people that perished. We've got to run. We've got to take a quick break, Alan. When we come back, uh, we'll get into all this because I want to I dissect this for everybody. Hang on, here. please. Thank okay. you. 
Alan Stock here. I'm a veteran radio broadcaster here in the Las Vegas area for over 22 years. What's Right with Sam and Ash is a show to listen to, something to not miss. Every weekday live for one hour starting at 2 p.m. right here on AMA 40 KXNT. You can also get more of Sam and Ash, my legal team, on my Vegas Today show every Tuesday morning at 8.30. So stay tuned in because you deserve what's right. What a tremendous day today has been. You're listening to the What's Right show with Sam and Ash on News Talk AM 840. I'm Sam. Hi, Ash. And together with us here is our friend Alan Stock. Alan, thanks for staying on with us and being with us here today. And I'm Alan Stock. Oh, you said that. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. There we go. Alan, aren't you so encouraged that this verdict came down as it did as a rebuke to really all of this, and it seems it's, it's, it's depressing to say this, but establishment wrong thinking and deliberate misinformation and propaganda that, the, that you know, and, and we're, you, you and I, all of us here at, at this table are small government people. I always say that there's nothing, there's no smaller government than the 12 men and women on a jury. Um, here, small government worked, our system worked. And, uh, and, and delivered, in fact, a powerful rebuke uh, to all of these uh, despicable, uh, disgusting uh, hacks that tried to influence this process. But you know, you're right in everything you said, except for only one thing that you didn't say, and that's the fact that they got away with it. I mean, sure, he for was— now. He, he, well, for now, and I don't know how much long they might get away with it forever. I mean, we have a, a First Amendment right to freedom of speech and the freedom of press is somewhere in there. And, and you know, I mean, I, I get all of that. But when you're on and you're purposely um, uh, putting out a a false narrative, a, a lies, uh, day after day, week after week for uh, over a year on this thing. And um, now after the... the jury finds him not guilty they're doubling down on on this on the lies doubling down and you think that they won't get away with it i i disagree ashley and i hope you're right but i think they will get away with it well right before the break we were talking about these different civil cases that now are going to follow the criminal cases and one of the you know we were talking about preponderance of evidence standard which is a lower evidentiary standard in uh, in civil cases rather than criminal cases, right, or conviction standard. Um, so, 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 but, but there's two cases we kind of talked, we, we said that there could potentially be wrongful death cases and injury cases brought against Kyle Rittenhouse uh, by the decedents and by, by Grosskreutz, who was one of, the, one of the injured parties that testified in this trial. But the other case that could come down, and the one that I think is far more promising, is the case, no doubt, that Kyle Rittenhouse is currently being solicited by multiple lawyers to represent him on, and that is a case against every media outlet that defamed him. And when I say defamed, I mean calling him a white supremacist, calling him guilty, misstating facts that were not uh, completely contrary to the available evidence at the time. And and I bring up a name here from Christmas past, Nicholas Sandman. Nicholas yes. – 
is the young man who was uh, at wa- in Washington, D.C. He was part of a school trip out to Washington, D.C., and he was alleged to have uh, been a basically a white supremacist, you know, you know, jerkhead um, there in dealing with a, or to, interacting with a Native American guy mm-hmm. at the National Mall. All of it uh, perpetrated this re- reporting by CNN was all of it was a lie. It was defamatory, and it was ruled as such, and there was a private settlement. We don't know the deal in terms of that, but Salmon apparently got quite a lot of money from CNN. I believe, Alan, as a lawyer looking at this, and Ashley and I have spent a lot of time talking about it, we both agree that what we're going to see in the coming months, the, the, the lawsuit, the potential of lawsuit that Rittenhouse has compared to that that Salmon had, this thing is the nuclear bomb of of bombs that is going to get dropped on these networks. And, you know, if they if they don't want to change their ways because we're asking them to, then they're going to change their ways because they're going to get sued into into their into into just financial destruction. You know, I would love to see that because that then would uh, speak to it. You said, Ashley, uh, maybe then they would be forced to change if they were sued, and even if there was a settlement that was, you know, done uh, a, a private settlement like it was at Sandman, we don't know what he got out of CNN, but we do know that he won that. Um, but even so, that might wind up shutting up MSNBC to the point where they could no longer keep referring to him as a terrorist, white supremacist, and all the other stuff that they're doing. So you're right, uh, Sam. Perhaps Nicholas Sandman and that case, which was horrific, what he, they did to him, uh, that could possibly lead the way. Would I love to see that? Absolutely. I, you know. Based on what Sam said and you, Alan, I completely agree here. We look at Nicholas Sandman, you know, the kid, Covington kid wearing his MAGA hat that was portrayed as a white supremacist on the, in Washington, D.C., and it, it was tragic. But, you know, he, he did the right thing. He pushed back and he went after these news companies for their poor reporting and their failure to uphold their responsibility, and he went after their pocketbook. Did he get enough money to stop them from doing it again? Clearly, Clearly not. not. <laughs> Okay, and so what? What my point is, they now potentially these these outlets are on the hook for potentially punitive damages. They've been known to do it before, and they're doing it again. So now, what you're looking at is they're bad actors. So you're not just looking at the actual damages that Kyle Rittenhouse suffered, which is very speculative and hard to determine, especially how young he is. But you get to now just go after these multi-billion-dollar companies and start. Picking a number that's constitutionally valid, so usually in a multiplier of 10, 1 to 10 ratio, three times the amount of actual damages is usually a safe number. And you just get to start punishing them for bad behavior, and that's what we need. We need these civil lawsuits to chip away at these companies one by one, and that's where it's important for lawyers to take on these cases and to push push back on this terrible reporting. The one thing Sandman got out of this, of course, is they they no longer talk about him personally. They don't say that, you know, so that, but I think maybe to what you're saying, Ashley, I think what they're thinking was we paid Sandman off, Sandman off, can't talk about him, but you know what? We'll just go ahead and talk about Rittenhouse and anybody else we want in this way. And it'll cost us, you know, uh, maybe a million or whatever it is, but maybe it'll bring in some more viewers because we suck when it comes to our ratings. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what the society we're in. It's clickbait. Who can get the story first? Who can get the most views? It's not about facts. And, and what we need to do is start holding people accountable and forcing, like, I actually, TMZ, TMZ gets, you know, they get trashed on because of some of the stories they talk about, but they wait until they validate their sources and they know it's accurate before they report anything. And I respect that. Can I say something too here? Yes, you may. You know, I... We'll allow it. it. Uh, okay, thankful, <laughs> thankfully, thankfully. <laughs> I think about this. If you are one of those people out there that bought into the narrative that the media pushed on you and now are sitting around going, I cannot believe this kid got off. You are really the you are the you are the person that the media has sought to take advantage of for the purposes of getting ratings. They are willing to lie to you to get you to tune in so they can sell advertising. Mm -hmm. They are abusing you much in the same way that you are perhaps somewhat okay with them abusing this young man in the sense that they don't care about the credibility of their position or in terms of what they do for you. Correct, correct. They care solely about themselves. And the thing that blows my mind about the new left in this country, Alan, is – that there is no distrust of corporatism. There is no distrust of power, of, of, of politicians, of government. You know, the new left is all about the CDC, whatever they say is the gospel truth. The CIA, boy, they just had, <laughs> they had everything figured out. And, you know, they, you know, uh, you know they, they knew they had Trump figured out from day one. And God bless the CIA. You know, the country that I was born into in 1980, that was a country where the left was the, the, the I don't the political persuasion that was skeptical of 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 authority and it was something that that I as a as as I became developing more as a libertarianism and as a skeptic of all things I'm a lawyer you know that's what I do I have to question stuff I I just I'm perplexed by this that people don't get that they're being had especially those people on the left they're getting had you know what's important about what you said because I. I mean, I'm from an earlier era than you are, and I, you know, remember the 60s well, and um, contrary to what some people might think, I do remember them well, and I, 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 I do remember that, that the, the folks on the left were skeptical. They were skeptical of the authoritarian powers of the government and about about the misinformation that was put out, especially uh, when there was, there was conflict about information regarding Vietnam and other things. Um, and and I I support this country what we, what we tried to do, but you know there was misinformation that was being put out, and the left was skeptical in those days. And as time has gone on, we're now 2021, The and you said it very well, the new left, the new left are people who don't give a damn about the truth. It's like, are we getting our point across? Are we getting our narrative accepted as the gospel truth? That's all we care about. And if that's what, we, we, if that's what happens, I, we don't care about anything else. No truth, just give us the ratings or the money or whatever it is and accept our lies. And that's what's going on it's not only CNN and uh, MSNBC, let's face it. It's also ABC, CBS. Uh, it's um, it's every single major network. And I, I don't care which one I'm affiliated with. I'm telling you, they're, they're all, they all have problems with uh, looking the truth in the eyes and staring them down. They, all of them do. 
they do and 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 i th- i think that most people want a confirmation of their own bias and where i come from and where ashley comes from you know it's i guess maybe this is just a training that we have as lawyers and our upbringings because we we you know we grew up both of us in you know intellectually rigorous homes where you know we we both of us have parents that are very bright and and we had discussions at the dinner table and all of that stuff you know i i can love somebody as i can vote for somebody and recognize their flaws i can i can realize that when i go to the election uh, booth and i i put put a tick a name i go look i'm i'm picking that guy but it's, he's not the perfect candidate and here are my issues with him and i'm able to do that and but but i tell you there's an entire body of people out there they want to tune in to they want to get a confirmation of their bias they want to they want to be in the echo chamber and it, it happens on both sides the problem I is i agree the problem is that when it came to Kyle Rittenhouse this misinformation these lies this defamation tonight and like you said gosh forbid it actually happening but i suspect i believe like you that this weekend people will get hurt property will get destroyed and all because these media companies are taking advantage of people out there and their stupidity frankly and playing to their emotions and their weaknesses and playing to the worst of their instincts absolutely and that is shameful and i i just want to say i also want I think confirmation of my views and my biases. I mean, I do. I'm saying that right here on the air. I, I do. I think we all do. We all have our beliefs. We all want to say we want to see things that reinforce what we believe. Um, and that's okay that we ha- all have that left, right, doesn't matter where it is. But we all should also be open open to objective information, objective information that says, we know how you feel, but in this case, you know, this is, uh, you, you know, your, your view is not exactly uh, in, in coordination with, with the facts. So you don't have to adjust it on this case. And, and, and I think that's, I, I try, I, listen, I've been doing that ever since I got into a talk radio because I have to put out a bias. I have to put out a point of view in order to be on the air. That's what, that's what talk radio is about. But to be credible, you better be open to the information that might say, oops, you know what? In this case, you made a mistake. And this is where the mainstream media is not these days. You're absolutely right. They're, they're, they're taking a hard stand. A lot of people take a hard stand. I'm not going to move off this, this dime. I'm right here. And the result, of course, is that they keep reinforcing their own narrative to themselves. It's very masturbatory, but this is what goes on with the media today. What a tremendous word. <laughs> uh, that we, will, we will put that down in the lexicon of the What's Right show with Sam and Ash, which will come back uh, here in just a couple minutes uh, from a short break. I, I, Alan, if you can stay on with us, I want to talk about the prosecutors. I want to come back to this. This is a big part of the story. These prosecutors, like the media, have done dirty. They need to be held to account. I, I'll give you my lawyer take, Ash, as well, what we think of what is likely to happen here in the months to come. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The What's Right Show with Sam and Ash. Uh, we've got our friend Alan Stock on with us, and we'll be back right after this. Make your mornings right. Glenn Beck at 6, Vegas at 8 with Alan Stock and Dana at 9. Breaking news, thought starters, and opinions for Southern Nevada. News Talk 840, KXNT. 
Stay connected. Salmonash Injury Law has been named the official injury attorneys of the Henderson Silver Knights. Salmonash Injury Law, they care, they help, you win. 702-820-1234 or SalmonashLaw.com because you deserve what's right. You are listening to the What's Right Show with Sam and Ash here on News Talk Game 840 KXNT. Biden's doctor is reporting that he's fit for office after the annual physical that most presidents uh, go through this process. So he was out, uh, had him – what did they have him under, under general anesthesia? And Kamala Harris was <laughs> president of the United States briefly. Mark I'm surprised tennis. China didn't attack Taiwan in those uh, in those 30 minutes. No, but there is a missing tennis player in China. Have you heard about this? I have. Crazy. It's it's totally China. it's totally <laughs> par for the course. And uh, and and although this is not on the topic of Kyle Rittenhouse, you know anyone surprised by this? And it's so funny because you know they get the lips out there saying, "Ah, oh, this this brave." Chinese woman was was a part of the Me Too movement, and she needs to be heard. And now this is not how China works, you dolts. <laughs> this is a this is a dangerous uh, authoritarian dictatorship. They she criticized a party leader, got bundled up, is in jail, is is under arrest, is being indoctrinated. And and the next time you see her, she's going to look like Jack Ma. You know, she's going to have the big eyes and 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 going to be re- re- you know repeating into a TV screen or TV camera that that everything's fine. Um, and these are the people that are eventually. Uh, I just say it's a matter of time. Will eventually uh, uh, look to um, to to fight a war with us. And it's it's absolutely frightening what is going on. People don't understand the horrors of what communism is about. You experienced it, uh, you know, from uh, uh, Czechoslovakia and everything. And 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 this is what what Red China. It's Red China is all about today. They've never changed. They're still commies. And um, and basically, you know, the same thing you can expect from people in Cuba and North Korea and people who like feel for these people's. I don't know what what the you know they're crazy. They don't understand the horrors of what fascist communism is all about, and that's what it is. It's no different than Nazism. Well, yeah, and we dealt you. with it at the be- yeah, and we dealt with it at the beginning of COVID, where people were like, "Oh, let's just trust their reporting on it." Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, let's do that. In the 1950s, one of the, uh, the kind of interest—not interest, but this is well-known developments in the Eastern Bloc were show trials. Political Correct. show trials. You had them in the Soviet Union. I think those were the uh, most prominent. You had, um, you know, and so, but certainly in all the all the satellite republics, these show trials took place, including my parents' country, Czechoslovakia. And 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 a hallmark of it, of course, being is that people are put on trial for trumped up charges um, that have really no no evidentiary basis. And there might be there's might be an actual legal code that they're being tried for, right? But there's no evidentiary basis for them to even have those charges brought. And fascinatingly enough, right, this we, – we have constitutional uh, bounds that prevent that type of thing at least legally and in theory from happening in this country. When I began to see all the evidence come in before the trial for Kyle Rittenhouse, I began loudly think, <laughs> expressing my frustration that this case was even being brought against him. I, of course, understood as a student – of the media and as a student of how the left works, uh, 
that this was a show trial. They needed a scapegoat. They needed somebody to put on trial and appease the mob that something was being done. The problem is, Alan, you can't do that when you're a prosecutor in the United States. And I give you the, one of the better examples of this in recent history. Mike Nifong, who was the DA in Durham, who prosecuted, began the prosecution, never went to trial because the whole thing fell apart, but began the prosecution of the Duke lacrosse players. And it ended, by the way, in, a, in their exoneration Correct. and ended in Mike Nifong serving a day in jail losing his law, law license and uh, of course getting kicked out of office that's a great reference i mean i'm i'm glad you brought that that is a great reference and by the way i just want to add to the show trials the cultural revolution under mao zedong that uh, these occurred on a frequent basis people were forced literally to get before groups of, of throngs of people and confess you know what what they did uh, with the proletariat and stuff like that so i mean this is what what was this went on uh, I, I remember i remember this happening it was pathetic i hope you and i are wrong Sam, I hope that there is no there are no riots in Kenosha tonight over the weekend. Uh, we'll talk over the weekend and and hope we both say to each other, boy, were we wrong in this one. And I hope, I really, honest to God, hope we're wrong. Well, I hope you can come back with us next week, Alan, and we'll be on your program on Tuesday. But have a wonderful weekend, and thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Thanks for Alan. having me. You guys have a great weekend, too. And um, I just want to say, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. Have a great weekend. <laughs>